Okay, well, welcome again to the podcast. I'm here with Rylan Meadows. Now, Rylan is based in Kentucky. And I'm going to, by the way, Rylan, I'm going to ask you to correct me on anything I say that is incorrect. So um, just jump right in there. And um, first of all, good morning to you. Morning. Because <laughs> it is for you. It's <laughs> afternoon for me here in France, but uh, um, morning in uh, in Kentucky. Now, Ryland got in touch with me. Obviously, I guess you'd heard the podcast or seen what I do and, and wanted to connect, and which was nice for me because sometimes doing these things, you, you kind of don't know who's listening. And I'm also very keen to get different photographers' perspectives. And um, I'm going to let you introduce yourself, Ryland, so you can talk about what you're doing and where you're at in your photography, and then we'll kind of pick it up from there. But you certainly have... Um, um you're a different part of your career than I am let's put it that way because <laughs> I'm uh yeah knocking on a bit I've been doing this a little while so look Brian I'm just going to hand over to you I'm going to let you introduce yourself and tell everybody what you're doing and where you're at and then we'll have a chat about the kind of photography you're doing so over to you Perfect. So I'm Rylan Meadows like you said I am currently based in Kentucky in the United States um, I've been doing photography for about four to five years, so um, I'm definitely not as experienced as a lot of people, but I've got a decent amount of experience in there. I'm only 18 years old, so um, kind of younger getting into this game. I'm currently actually in college, majoring in media and communications, so I'm hoping to use that degree to be able to expand my photography career. That's fantastic. And what I'm going to do for anybody listening, if you go on to the written description of the, the podcast, I'm going to put a link into Ryland's website because for, for – no, I hate this to sound patronizing because I think it tends to, but for someone of your age and you've been doing it for only a few years from my perspective because I've been doing it for, I don't know, 50 or <laughs> so the other end, like I said – um, you've got a lot of material on the way on your website. So we're going to talk about that as we go, but you've got uh the various types of photography you're you're currently um uh working with at the moment. You um do shoots for people and you also have two books. So I'm gonna again ask you to just maybe outline the kind of work you're doing, the kind of photography you're doing, and um also talk about the books and particularly your new ones, so that people have a bit more of an idea about what can be achieved in four years i assume they all happened in the, in the last four years yeah so um i kind of dip into a lot of different niches of photography i like to say i specialize in pretty much all outdoor photography um because you know i've i've dipped into all sorts of different waters with that i've did family portraits senior portraits um i've did outdoor weddings before uh i focus mainly on wildlife and landscape photography which is where my true passion lies but it's hard to kind of create an income from just that it's possible but where i'm this early kind of getting into the getting into the game this soon it can be really difficult to create an income from just specifically that so i, I kind of try to do a lot of stuff um it, it's just great to kind of be out and have experience in all niches of photography i think it's valuable to get experience from all and you can pull things that you learn from portraits and apply that to wildlife and things that you weren't learned from landscapes and apply that to portraits, you know, um, compositional techniques. There's a lot that can be learned there. You did mention that I have written two books, uh, which is where uh, a lot of my passion lies in sharing those stories. Because when I write a book, that is the best way to kind of earn 
income from landscape and wildlife photography, which isn't why I'm doing this. I, I want to make that clear as well. Um, I'm not doing this with the intention of earning money. I'm just truly passionate about getting out in nature and just creating images like this. Um, yeah, two books. I've written two books. Uh, the first one wasn't like officially published, but nonetheless, it's out there and people can purchase it. My second book, To You From Me, um, I actually just completed uh, going through the process of getting it published just a few weeks ago. And it's like, I'm just so proud of that book. It's It's got my entire career from start to finish. Well, not start to finish, but start to like present time. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, and there's just, there's, uh, there's wildlife photography, landscape photography, there's lunar photography. Um, there's about seven different chapters and it, it was just... It was something that was a lot of work to write and uh, get out in the world. So the fact that people do seem to be appreciating it at this point and they're enjoying it, it means a lot to me. That's fantastic. And I I think you've made some really important points there as well. And I I love the one about how when you're working with one type of photography, say portrait, how you can use things you learn there and apply it back to something else, which might be landscapes, probably not so much with portrait, but who knows? Um, and I certainly do that with animal photography. I try to shoot portraits of animals. But I love, but that's a very important point, that working in different disciplines and different niches, you can get an idea in one and then apply it back to another. And it gives you, um, over time, it starts to develop a style. So people begin to associate you with a particular look in your photography. And that's, that's part of, of getting established. And the books as well, I, and you spoke about, you know the books are a way to create income and that's fine I think this is one of the difficulties with photography pretty much every photographer I know they're they're pretty passionate about photography but at the same time it's like the struggling artist it's very difficult to make a living from it so the more you can get a, a a living wage from doing something that you you absolutely love doing um the the better it is and they're obviously part of um one of the things I think a lot of photographers struggle with is finding a way of getting income so that they can carry on doing what they're doing and not have it as a sort of second string. They have a sort of a career in one area, but they're doing the photography on the side. So that's that's great. Um, what what gave you the idea to do the book? What inspired you to perhaps more the, the second book? Although you said the first one, I guess the first one was more of a tried out. So yeah what what inspired you to start looking at books yeah so the first one i just um i wrote it like after a year in my career after a year of doing photography and so i just kind of wanted a place where i could just kind of flip through pages and see like my work for the past year um which was great but the second one was more inspired by wanting to tell a story you know in, in my first book i would have like a picture and then like a small description under it in the second book to you from me, I've actually really kind of went in depth about how I captured a specific image. And it's much more than like a small little caption under it. You know, I have an image title. Um, uh, in a lot of the images, I go in depth talking about like what I did behind the scenes to make the photo look like that, um, where I was at, like kind of how I got to where I was to take that picture. I talk about the experience behind it. If it's an animal, I talk about maybe how I approached the animal or where I was and how I was able to get close or what my thought process was behind the composition. I talk about some facts about the animal, um, any animal that's in the book. Um, I um, talk about the species name 
not the scientific name, but just the the general name, you know? Yeah. Uh, so what really inspired the book was just like wanting to tell a story. And I think that's great when you're able to do something like that with your work. Absolutely. And I've had a look at the book. So that's on Amazon. Um, and you can, if you go to have a look at the, possibly buying it, you can have a look through the book on the, on the Amazon site. So you can see exactly what's there and that, that combination of stories and I like that because it's nice to you know sometimes a picture just whether it's a painting or a photograph but it just speaks to us because you get an emotional connection um, but other times it's also nice to get some background to that particular image because then you can um, I, I think it gives an added dimension to the image so it's not just the image on its own so um, so, so good on you for that and most of the so you've got um, so you've on the wildlife stuff or the outdoor stuff, you've got landscape, you've got wildlife, a bit of astro, if you like, for the, the lunar stuff, you've got a bit of astro. Um, have you sort of done this while you've been traveling around? Is it mostly shot from home? How do you approach all these different subjects? I've been very fortunate um, at the age I am to be able to travel to a lot of places. Uh, I've been to Alaska, I've been to Hawaii twice, I've been to a lot of uh, sort of different countries down in the caribbean as well i've not been doing photography um for as long as i've got to travel to a lot of those places which is unfortunate um like i wasn't doing photography when i was in hawaii and alaska which i could just kick myself for because those are like such beautiful places and like now i want to go back and i'm doing all this work with a camera but since i have been doing photography i've still gotten to travel to a lot of beautiful places um down in the caribbean um i've been to a lot of the states um in the U.S., I've been to Yellowstone, Grand Tetons, um, Glacier National. I've been to a lot of beautiful parks in Arizona. Um, so I definitely kind of approached writing the book from that standpoint. I've did a lot of traveling in the past four to five years, which is what is all kind of combined together in that book. So I did split up the chapters. Um in a certain sense, I split up about two. So I have a wildlife chapter that's titled Wildlife Nearby which yep. is basically wildlife that surrounds me in Kentucky. And then I have a chapter titled wildlife from afar, which is wildlife that was just kind of everywhere as I traveled throughout my career. Now I didn't split up landscapes that way because there's just not, it, it would have been more difficult for me because I'm not in the most exciting area of Kentucky. Of course, there's always like great images that can be captured here, but just not enough in the sense for me to be able to split up two different landscape chapters. And then the same for my bird chapter. Um, it's just kind of one chapter for birds, like from everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. So, but from there, I mean, what occurs to me, or this is just my, <laughs> what sparks me is there's potential books that you could spin off as you develop each of those areas. So you could uh, maybe do it by an area. Um, say Yellowstone is, is um, I've not been, but it's it's amazing for just a variety of things you could photograph and you wouldn't need to be there very long to have, you know, a few thousand images to start <laughs> maybe picking a selection for a book. So is that something you've, you've maybe got in the, in mind to do at some point in the future, do books that are, focused on one area or perhaps one type of animal or animals in one place? Where do you see the books going? You know, that's definitely something that I would love to do later in my career. Uh, where I'm at in Kentucky, um, I think there's a, there is a decent amount of opportunities. I'm about 20 to 30 minutes from a very popular location um, for hikers and like climbers and stuff. It's called the Red River Gorge. I'm not sure if you're familiar with it or not. I, I'm not. Um, but, but there's just listening in are or some will be familiar with yeah 
yeah um it's around natural bridge state park in kentucky and there's just a lot of beautiful different hiking trails and stuff um so i think i would love to do a book on the red river gorge one day um i think that would be fascinating i i've actually used to have a book on my desk that was um inspired by the red river gorge and had a lot of photography from in there so i would love to do something like that one day and i would also love to like compile a book of like just birds or maybe even like narrow it down and just do like one specific animal i think that there's a lot of potential there that i would like to explore in the future yeah absolutely and i'm assuming that you're using digital but i don't know have you is it digital that you're using or do you experiment with film have you experimented with film yeah, I am shooting digital. Um, I shoot with a mirrorless Nikon Xenon, which I love. Um, yeah, I've I've not experimented with film. Not that I would never want to do that. Um, it's something that I'm definitely interested in doing. I've just never really expanded that. I actually collect old film cameras, so um, I have a bunch. If I ever do decide to experiment, but it's just it's something that I've never really gotten into yet. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's definitely a different approach. So it's good that you kind of got the first step by having a bit of hardware anyway. So that's a, a good first step. And do you spend a lot of time editing your photographs? You know, I, th- I think it depends on the photo um, mm. and like the situation. I-, I spend a decent amount of time. If it's a photo that I think is going to like really like get a decent amount of traction is going to be like one of my best of all time. I'm probably going to spend more time editing that photo and making it look perfect than I would on, you know, just some like snapshot. But uh, I I definitely have a pretty tight editing process. Um, I'm very specific with what I do. I'm always kind of looking over the entire image just to ensure that there's no flaws or anything. So I'm pretty picky, but I I try to be as quick with my editing as possible. But sometimes I've just, I've just got to sit at the computer for an hour or two and just like really focus and just really kind of get in the zone and yeah. edit it exactly right. And do you get feedback on How do you get feedback on the photographs that you put out there? I know you're on Instagram. Um, do you, do you li- sort of look at which photographs are more popular? You know, how do you choose which one you're going to say, uh, having your portfolio on your website? How do you, how do you shortlist them? Well, um, a good way to do that is by looking at Instagram and kind of seeing like which photos get more traction than others. But I think a huge part of like deciding what I put in my portfolio as well is kind of like what I like the most, what I'm most, most passionate about, because it's going to be easier for me to take like a photo and get a really good photo of something that like I love to do. So I think that's a big decider too, which I, I've been very fortunate um, with social media. A lot of the times what I love doing the most oftentimes performs the best on Instagram or any of my other socials as well, which is a great feeling. So, um, yeah. That's really funny because I've, I've, I'm on Instagram as well. Sometimes I'll put a photograph out that I really love. It doesn't get many likes. Things I think are really ordinary. It gets a lot. So I find yeah. it quite an interesting um, uh, way to put work out. And so with what you're doing, I mean, what, what do you get the most fun with? What inspires you? You know, I I think I have the most fun when I'm out in the field searching for wildlife or even just like in like a wildlife photography blind that that's like probably the most inspiring thing to me. You know, just I think there's nothing like being out in nature and just like staring down a wild animal and just like getting to kind of narrow in on it with a telephoto lens and just like seeing the expression on its face. Like 
the fact that there's thoughts behind the eyes in a wild animal is just something that's always been fascinating to me. Um, it's just so inspiring to be out in the field and like interact with an animal that's out in the wild. Like just, it's, it's a crazy thought. It's hard to even explain, but when you're, when you're out in the field and like, you just have that feeling like there's nothing like that in the world. I don't think. Yeah. I mean, absolutely agree. And, and yeah, if you are fortunate enough to be out with animals and I've seen this, um, with the animals I've photographed, when you make the eye contact, often you get a feel of where that that animal is at. And um, I'm just thinking of two lions that I was on a reserve in South Africa a couple of years ago now, three years ago. And one of them was the kind of top lion. And he was very, very powerful, but kind of knew it and didn't need to prove it. So he'd look at you. It's like, yeah, whatever. Um, but you knew that he had the power there. Whereas the second male, <laughs> he... The look in his eye was very different. You just knew if he thought he had a good chance of having a go, he'd have a go, you know. So and that's just looking. It's just the eye contact. So I know exactly what you're talking about. And it, it's such a fantastic way, I think, to connect with wildlife because they stop being two-dimensional at that point, you know, because I, I mean, I've looked at the animals. It could be buffalo or bison, whatever you have, or things like that. But suddenly when you get into the eye, and you make the eye contact, it becomes more than that. There, there's something living behind there, and it's got a personality, and it's thinking about things, and you get some of that feeling. Yeah, it's a whole different feeling actually being out in the field and like seeing it than like looking at it on a page or like scrolling on Instagram and like seeing it. it it's wild. Absolutely. And I'm, uh, I mean, is that an area where you'd like to take your photography? You're obviously doing the the um, like the photo shoots at the moment to do portraits for people. Do you think you'd like to take people to do wildlife photography at some stage? Would that be something you'd maybe look to do in the future? Yeah, I would love to do a workshop one day or something like that. I, I think that would be really fun to be able to have the opportunity to teach somebody uh, how to take better photos or just guide somebody that's already like knows what they're doing. Just kind of take them out in the field and show them spots um, where I've had a lot of success in my career um, or I've had a lot of encounters with wildlife. I think there's a lot of value in being able to teach someone else and just kind of guide someone else um, on their photography journey. Yeah, absolutely. And okay, so I know it's obviously it is early days. You're developing. You're, you're still doing your uni, so that's which is great. You know, you get ideas from that. But I mean, what do, what do you think is the next step for you? Once say once you've finished uni, where do you want to take your career next? You know, I I really want to become a travel photographer which sounds so cliche and it's such a difficult industry to get into, but, um, I've, I've been doing networking and I feel like, um, the university that I'm currently in is a very popular, uh, university for media. Uh, so right. I think that's going to provide me with like a decent amount of opportunities for jobs. So I'm, I'm very hopeful with that. I know we have some graduates, uh, that have did a lot of work with national geographic before, so, you know, I always kind of keep that in the back of my mind. I would love to work with Nat Geo, uh, which yeah. sounds really cliche. But um, with my degree, I'm actually in an emphasis in film and television production. So I'd like to kind of expand my portfolio when it comes to videography as well um, and just kind of use videography and photography to just help me kind of pursue that dream of travel. Absolutely. And I think as well that you'll you'll be making connections with people or maybe they're on their journey as they go into roles you know that you might be able to get help from that as well so building up that that network is really important and it sounds like you're in a great place to uh to do that so um 
Yeah, I mean, with, with the work you're currently doing now, I've asked you about what excites you, but is there anything that you'd really like to develop more at the moment, something that you've been doing a little bit of work on, but you'd really like to take it a little bit further? Is there any aspect like that that, that you know, you, you kind of get up and think, yeah, I'd love to do more? Or you come back from a shim, you think, you know, that would be great if I could do a bit more. And Anything stand out like that? Yeah, I know I mentioned how portraits isn't necessarily like, what I love doing the most, but definitely like when I get back from a shoot and I like look at the photos, I'm always thinking how I can improve that. Uh, because I always want to be able to capture the best images, especially when people are like paying me to capture photos of their family or like photos of the year that they're graduating. I always strive to do the best and I'm very picky with my portraits. Um, so anytime I like review photos and I'm post-processing after the fact, I'm like, well, next shoot that somebody gets me to do, I can do this or I can do this or I can go to this location, do this instead. So not that I'm not focusing on improving the other aspects of my career, because uh, those are truly where my passion lies um, with like landscapes and wildlife. So I'm always trying to improve those as well. But when you asked that, the first thing that came to mind was how I'm just I'm always striving to kind of come up with better techniques for portrait photography and just like be able to capture moments better than what I am currently. Yeah, that, that, well, portrait photography is an interesting thing. I've I've done a bit of that. And um, I studied with a lady in, in the UK who was doing top-end work. So she'd work with celebrities and do their weddings and that, that sort of thing. And um, certainly what I found, one of the challenges I found was to try and capture something of that person's personality in the photograph. And also it's very personal. If someone's spending that time with you, you want them to get pictures that they love and that the people who are with them just look at them and say, oh, yeah, you that's that person so it must be pretty rewarding when you get those moments when you get good feedback from clients yeah definitely um anytime that somebody like appreciates a photo and they're like wow that really like that's me like if somebody can look at a photo that i captured and they're like wow that really shows that's me that shows my personality and that's that's just who i am that's like a, one of the highest compliments if not the highest compliment i think you can get um from taking portraits uh you know, something that I've learned kind of through doing this is props is a really great way to kind of be able to do that. So, you know, like have them bring something that's meaningful to them or have them like, you know, if they're active in some sort of club or sport, like somehow mm. relate that in with the pictures, you know, it's very difficult, but um, I'm always trying to improve that. And just like, I think the more experience I get, the better I'll be at doing that. Yeah, that's a great idea because it's... um part of their story that you're bringing into the picture and it gives them a physical thing to connect with which has got to put them in a different place and a better place to shoot a, a really good natural photograph that reflects them that's a really good idea um are there any particular photographers that you've looked at their work and it's really inspired you are, are there any photographers you you particularly follow or, or you know bigger being a big influence on you yeah, so there's two photographers that immediately come to mind that um, anytime somebody's like trying to break into the industry or like learn photography, I always refer them to these two. Um, Tony and Chelsea Northrup have just been so impactful in my career. I think uh, they're a husband and wife photography duo out of Connecticut, and they've got a lot of different books that I've actually learned a lot from. I have one sitting on my desk right now that's actually signed, Stunning Digital Photography. Um, they also have a ton of just like fantastic just educational based videos on their um youtube channel they have entertainment videos as well um 
they've truly taught me a lot. And it was kind of like, it's kind of like an all, I, I can't think of like the word, but it was like a really great moment when I got to um, kind of sit, I got to send them a signed copy of my book, um, it, which was great. Cause I've been in communication with Chelsea for quite a long time, you know, we'll DM on Instagram and stuff. And so when she kind of like DM me and thanked me and was like, thank you for sending the book. Thank you for the note. Cause I wrote him a little note inside of it as well. It was just, it was a very surreal moment. The fact that like, I've kind of made it to the point where the two people who have influenced me the most um, are getting to see my work and I'm just getting to be in communication with them. That's fantastic. And it must be great for them to, to get to see you doing so well, having been on that, that part of the journey with you. And um, yeah, that's fantastic. So um, what advice do you have for anyone who's listening, who's thinking about getting into photography, but not sure, or just worried about how they might make money from it or, um, you know, anyone who's looking for any kind of advice at all, what would you say to them based on, your experience over because I noticed you've got quite a lot of followers on Instagram, at least from my view. <laughs> so these new the new things you're you're much better at than me, I think. But what would you say to them? You, you know, just take the risk. You know, you're not gonna get a reward like if you don't take the risk. And you know, doing this has just been so rewarding for me. I'm just like so happy that like so many people do appreciate my work. So, you know, just like jump out on a limb and take the risk. You know, it, it can't hurt to at least try to learn a new skill. And photography, you're not you're not going to pick up a camera and take like an award winning photo in like a second. You know, it takes a lot of work. So, um, you know, just just focus on it, work on your abilities every single day. And eventually you're going to get to the point where you're going to succeed and it's going to be great. You know, just just but you're never going to get there if you don't take the risk. So, you know, just take the risk, take a chance. Absolutely. And one of the things I do like is that you did approach me and I, I kind of you're usually I'm. You know, I have to, I know lots of photographers, but not everybody wants to do a podcast and then you get one done and then other things going on. Suddenly I've got, okay, you know, another month's coming up. Who am I going to talk to? Who can I get hold of? And um, it was actually quite nice from my perspective to have you approach me. But that, again, is one of those things where you're grabbing it and taking the risk. And I guess the worst case is that I just say no and then you can hit somebody else. Yeah, exactly. Um, should I ask why you chose me or maybe I shouldn't? I don't know. It just suddenly <laughs> occurred to me. <laughs> No, I mean, I, I think that this is a great show. You know, I think I love the wildlife aspect of it, which is like what I'm most passionate about um, through my work. So uh, the fact that I could kind of hone in and just focus on that and kind of focus about my storytelling and stuff, which was a great way for me to kind of incorporate my book into this as well. So uh, it's that's why. <laughs> yeah, No, that's fantastic. It's actually quite nice to get a bit of feedback myself. Actually. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's great. Um. Look, uh, before we wrap up, is there anything else you'd like to say? Anything else you'd like to talk about? I don't know if there's any, if we've missed anything. It, it seems we've kind of covered the main things I had in mind anyway, but but now's your chance. If there's anything else you'd like to say or talk about. Yeah, no, I, I think we've covered it pretty well. I mean, thanks so much for having me. This has been so much fun. Great. I'm glad you enjoyed it. So, um, look, it's uh, anyone listening, I do recommend you have a look at the website because there is an impressive amount of work on there. And um, it'll be very interesting to see um, where Ryland goes. I'll, I'll be interested to see, um, you know, how things go over the next few years. And I might be on your podcast maybe one day. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much. No worries. Thanks, Ryland. Okay. All the best. Talk to you soon. Just before I go, I want to let you know that there's a couple of ways you can support me if you feel so inclined. 
Uh, with the podcast, Buzzsprout, which is the um, the platform I use for all of my podcasts, they have a subscription model. So if you feel that you would like to subscribe, a few dollars, a few euros, whatever, um, to the podcast, that would be much appreciated. The other option is my Patreon membership. So if you'd like to become a patron, and that starts at the price of a cup of coffee every month, you'll get access to exclusive material, behind-the-scenes material, photography tips, all this kind of stuff, depending on which tier you're at. So there is some information available through my website and um, also on the, uh, uh, the written text to go with this podcast. So if you choose either one, thank you so much in advance. And whether or not you do, I hope you uh, continue to enjoy the podcast and let other people know about them. Thank you very much. Bye for now.